Support for this podcast is provided by Cressa. Cressa is the occupier's champion, the world's premier corporate real estate advisory firm, exclusively serving startup businesses and major global organizations alike. As a Portland pillar for over 25 years, Cressa partners with its clients throughout the entire project lifecycle, from workplace strategy and discovery through the deal transaction and project management delivery of space. Cressa partners without conflict and applies integrated expertise to make your business better. Go to cressa.com Portland to connect with the Portland advisory team. From that cast creative, I'm Dan Bruton, and this is the PDX Executive Podcast. A show where I talk with inspiring leaders who are shaping the future of Portland, Oregon. Every week, I sit down with business executives, startup founders, and community leaders to dive into their career journey and get insights into the impactful work they're doing in our slice of the great Pacific Northwest. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the PDX Executive Podcast. A really special episode today. So I think this past year that's uh, really, I guess, taught us a lot is since we've been in our homes and, you know, really just not going out a lot is how important the local community is and where we live and especially, you know, our local leaders. And more than that is having new voices um, among those leaders. So where I live uh, in Washington County, uh, suburb of Portland, we have a new county commissioner and I'm really excited to have her on, Nafisa Fai. So welcome, Nafisa. Thank you. Thank you, Dan, for having me. You bet. So I know you just started your term, and so we'll get into that, and you have a lot on your plate, but I appreciate you taking the time. And I think it would be a good place to start is just tell us about your background and then leading up to, you know, deciding to to run for this role as county commissioner. Yes, absolutely. Um, you know, I'll start by saying I'm originally from Somalia. I was born and raised in Somalia. And um, when I was a, a little girl, war broke out and my family uh, luckily was able to escape to Kenya. And we were refugees in, um, in Kenya for about five years. And then um, uh, got sponsorship to come to uh, none other than uh, Oregon mm. and have been here ever since. And, you know, when I was a little girl in the refugee camp, uh, I've always uh, dreamed of coming to America um, and holding on to that hope. And mm. when I come to America, I wanted to work for the two organizations that were helping us in the refugee camps. And they were, you know, the Red Cross um, and the UN. And it's not like I met somebody from there and had a conversation, but, uh, you know, the tents and the blankets and uh, some of the health supplies and the food that they were giving us were plastered with their logos. Mm. So it just um, uh, seems like, you know, they were uh, trying to save us and our saviors. And I just wanted to give back that way when I come to America and and really, it was a nice way to escape the current reality and to dream a better world. And right. fast forward, when I came here, uh, I pursued my education degrees aggressively. And when I got my degree, I went, you know, researched to work for one of those two organizations. And uh, there were there wasn't a um, UN in Oregon, any office. The nearest mm. office was San Francisco, and. I couldn't convince my mom that San Francisco is another American city <laughs> or a city in America. Yeah. So 
she, you know, was like, nope, Nafisa, you, we just got to America. You're not going anywhere. You know, you got to uh, get a job somewhere here. And luckily, um, the, I found uh, Red Cross. There was an mm. American Red Cross headquarters two blocks of where we were living. We oh, were wow. placed in affordable housing in Northeast Portland at that time. And uh, sure enough, I had no idea two blocks north it was a, the headquarters of the Red Cross. And I ended up getting a job there and um, worked there for nearly a decade. And oh, wow. after nearly a decade, I decided to switch careers and um, wanted to give back to the community differently, you know, instead of wearing lab coat and gloves and face shields, the yeah. face shield that everyone is wearing now. Right. And, uh, <laughs> I imagine that was a, you know, um, t- almost decade, 20 years ago. It's wow. crazy to think about. But um, I wanted to change some of those uh, to, you know, sort of tennis shoes and be boots on the ground to the, for the community and decided to pursue either physician assistant school or public health and mm. really fell in love with public health after volunteering for different programs with Multnomah County Health Department and um, was, got a job there and um, moved around uh, within that department. And uh, after that left, uh, did an unconventional thing called leaving a government job for a nonprofit. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Usually it's the other way around. Right. Most people leave nonprofits to join government jobs, but I did the other way and uh, really was a blessing uh, because that's where I learned um, the importance and the value of uh, policy change Mm. and the importance of community advocating for that change and, you know, uh, being the the mechanics uh, for the uh, putting together the bills and the ordinance change or any of the policy changes um, showed me the power of community mobilization and galvanizing the community and empowering them to uh, see their voice and, mm-hmm. and how they can make a change and also build relationships within uh, the community. And um, But I never really, even after doing that, advocating, I never thought of myself as um, running for office because mm-hmm. to be quite frank, um, I didn't see my lived experience reflective of the leadership composition in Oregon, right. uh, especially elected leadership platforms. So I never really thought of running, um, but you know, for um, something was leading me there. You know, the um, the energy was just sort of pulling me that towards mm. that direction, and join and uh, yeah, enrolled myself programs like Emerge Oregon, which teaches democratic women how to run for office and Mm. gives them the nuts and bolts of what it takes uh to not only run but to win and um and even after that i was just really uh, i remember one of the speech i gave was i'm not going to run for office but here's what i would say if i was running for office (laughs) kind of thing you know and even prefaced in that uh which i think the program wanted me to make a commitment to run for office or something like at least you know to know what i so i think they the program did their its job and um but i wasn't ready to commit to that or but i met with our current commissioner because i wanted to give back politically to uh, washington county and and um 
and also, you know, challenge the narrative in Washington County that we've all said and got diverse, which mm. isn't true. You mm -hmm. know, Washington County has always been diverse. Diversity has always been here. There's people uh, that their family can be traced back 100 years ago, you know, so um, I joined some boards, our Clean Water Services Advisory Commission, and and then the gov our governor nominated me to sit on the um, the Maternal Mortality and Morbidity Review Committee. Super mm -hmm. nerdy stuff, but things I'm really passionate about and um, I, uh, topics that I can hold my end of the uh, conversation and can advocate and uh, and show my colleagues um, a, a different way of doing business in terms of these topics. And um, and then um, our commissioner re uh, decided to retire and mm -hmm. I said, you know, let me throw my name mm -hmm. uh, in this hat. And, you know, I, I never thought um, that it would have, my campaign would have the, the impact it did for the, not only Washington, but throughout Oregon. Right. Um, because I just wanted to really, you know, empower people to show them that you can try in one way or the other, we will make a dent and we will have a representation and meaningful voices and mm -hmm. lived experiences to uh, these boards and commissions that never seen diversity. You know, right. Washington County historically has been male and it's been white male. Mm -hmm. And uh, we've uh, last two years we elected uh, two women our chair is a woman and I have a district two another so uh, change was there but uh, we want a different kind of change you right. know uh, race and ethnicity and mm -hmm. you know sexual orientation and gender and mm -hmm. uh, disability and ability kind of so um, I tried and a lot of people see themselves in me and uh, and really joined forces and here we are. Yeah. Well, congratulations. That's, a, you know, just thank you for sharing that. And I think, you know, there is a through line your whole life. You've had this embedded sense of service, it sounds like. So I think that's really important. And I, I do want to get into, you know, that narrative of Washington County of, like you said, it's suddenly gotten diverse because it's, um, you know, I've been doing research and lived in the county for a while. And that's, that's not true, like you said. And I think people have been searching for those voices in that representation. And so we'll, we'll get into that. And we'll also might nerd out a little bit just about the structure of the commissioner and that. I mean, I don't know how deep we want to get into it, but I do think it's important for to talk about how things get done. So, you know, another aspect of running for public office that, you know, I don't know much about, I, I'm, I've never done that, but I know you have a young family, right? And that's, it's a big commitment. You're putting yourself out there and, you know, um, you're, you, you know, you did get a lot of some media coverage just because you're running and everybody else running. So, you know, how was that just as far as you know, talking with your family and making that decision as, as well? Yeah, it was, uh, you know, I think uh, uh, I'll just throw this complexity to it, too. <laughs> I was also pregnant. Okay. <laughs> so I think, um, it, you know, but my husband and, and myself, we talked about, and I have two other small children besides the one that was in my belly and, mm -hmm. you know, hashed out a, a, a solid plan to, um you know, not only uh, a wind path for the campaign, but a way to uh, keep our family uh, going and, and making sure we don't miss school drops or mm. daycare drops mm -hmm. and things like that. And we knew it was going to be hard. And, and then, uh, but I was committed and 
Uh, we uh, both were committed to winning this. And, you know, when I would uh, meet with people, um, you know, I had my resume with me and to show my background and that I'm really qualified to do this job from day one that, um, you know, I can roll my sleeves up. Uh, but the other thing I added that wasn't on the, my resume is I would tell them that I'm a parent, you know, just so you know. Uh, and if I get a call, uh, um, I have to pick up. I can't afford. And right. And if I'm on a call with, you know, or sometimes my kid will go with me. And my kid, <laughs> yeah. he, he was three at the time. And he's like, he's almost four now. And he's he kept telling people I'm her campaign manager. <laughs> it was actually helped me get some endorsements, I bet. Sure. They couldn't say no to him because I also was like, can you ask him? And he was like, can you endorse my mom? That's a good strategy. I like that. Yeah. So, you know, I try to modernize the ways we campaign and, mm. and try to bring kids and to put it out there that, you know, times have changed that, Parents, um, um, you know, can multitask differently too in in a leadership positions. Uh, so uh, it worked, but it was uh, until then it was not easy. Yeah. Uh, but uh, my kids door knocked with me. Um, you know, all of us as a family door knocked together. We had a day just family door knocking, and you wow. know, my husband and one kid will tackle that side of the neighborhood and all me and the one kid will go this and I, I I'm pretty sure a lot of people said yes to us because we had the kids. <laughs> well <laughs> you said just rejected. So yeah. it works. Yeah that's great. And you said something I think really strikes especially during this time is you know you said modernizing the way you campaign but it's it's really modernizing the way we all live and work right now it's almost that this authenticity and this humanizing in everybody right we're not just this role professional it's like everybody you know my kid might pop in here in any minute and start screaming for something and we've all embraced that I, I think so uh, for the most part we've had to in a way but it, it really resonates with people especially you know our community out here in washington county i, I think because it is a large degree of working families right yeah yeah so yeah i think our community is yeah and i'm sorry to interrupt i was as you know as you're doing going through that process of the campaigning um it sounds like the reception was, you know, good to start. Just how was that? I mean, mentally, and it's, it's just, I just can't imagine. I mean, it's just a lot, uh, to go through that campaigning. So, um, was it, was your inner circle and the community outright, you know, very supportive at first or how was that? You know, I think, um, people were supportive and, and m even more sympathetic of, and and encouraged me trying mm. i think uh um i think a, a lot of people felt here we have somebody who is gonna try um why not support so a lot mm. of people and then also there were so many people that were just um, fed up of lack of representation right and, and given people the power to uh advocate their own lived experience you know I come from poverty and um, want to be a voice for folks in low income or people experiencing poverty and so people really felt you know 
if we don't support Nafisa, who can we support? Mm. So they really were, I feel like, uh, stuck between a hard place and a rock because, um, you know, people needed to change. um, And we had a, uh, you know, qualified candidate. And so people really uh, felt um, that it was right time to get behind me and, and, and helped me. And I don't think if they didn't do that, I don't know if we would have won because yeah. it takes a lot of uh, people power to run a campaign, especially grassroots um, and somebody who's coming from poverty because mm. you're going to have to, you know, raise a lot of money. And I didn't know any rich people. And that was a barrier for me mm. uh, and a concern and almost um, made me not run because of the money element and the mm. fundraising piece because. Uh, you know, my original budget was around 80000 because this is a a county, you know, right. that has over 87,000 registered voters. And I wanted to give people, I wanted to reach as many people as I can. Uh, and I was committed to reaching that many people. I didn't really mm. have a quite a number, but I wanted to reach a lot of people and talk to them because the other um, piece to our district is that we've had the same commissioner for the past 20 years. So I wanted really to engage people and to let them know what the commission does because uh, a lot of people didn't even know what the commission does or uh, how they can get involved. And, you know, I wanted to let them know, I promise to be accessible and transparent commissioner, work with me, you know, what are your issues? And, um, yeah. Well, I, that's a great jumping off point because you find when, when I moved in the county, I kind of looked at even who the state you know representation is for the county. And you see, you know, some of these folks and, and they, you know, done good work, just they've been in those positions for a long time. And so you as a resident, you kind of just don't know or take for granted what really goes on hyper local. So, um, I, you know, love for you just talk about uh, what does a commissioner do? And, you know, some of the priorities you have now that you, you, you started. Yeah. You know, uh, the commission, uh, the board is made out of five members. One is a at large chair. Catherine Harrington is our current chair. She was elected about three years ago, um, or two and a half. Uh, something like that. Um, and then four commissioners and it's based on district. Okay. I was elected to represent district one as their commissioner. And then we have district two, three, and four. Uh, that's how Washington County is divided. Um, and um, we're the legislative body of Washington County. So ordinance and policy change and definitely a budget mm. for the the, the sheriff to every services in, in, in every social services in, in Washington County, as well as land use and transportation. So uh, a road improvements, uh, especially incorporated areas of Washington County falls on uh, the responsibility of the, of the commission. And then, um, and so my priorities, you know, uh, for district one, a lot of the issues that I heard from people were, you know, uh, affordable housing, and or or the lack thereof, mm. um, and I wanted to address that crisis and and address the level of poverty and 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 you know sort of curb that 
uh, and create a level playing field for everyone. Uh, and then the other topic and priority that I heard from our district uh, that I also can relate to because I live here in Aloha, um, it's alleviating congestion. We have mm. a really big concern and uh, traffic. And um, and I know that's true for uh, throughout Oregon and regionally and throughout the state, but more so for our, uh, especially this side of Washington County, because um, we're our, an urban unincorporated mixture of, so we have cities and, and then we have unincorporated areas and we're also urban right. and also uh, the fastest district to, um, you know, growing and, and, and uh, becoming uh, high density in mm. terms of um, for housing versus, you know, so I think, uh, and also uh, on a track to, you know, we're on the watch of, uh, keep an eye on displacement mm. so and then the other priority for me as a visibly person of color who wears a hijab mm. you know i wanted to make sure washington county is safe and prosperous and inclusive place for everyone mm. yeah i think it's so important i mean the why i live in an unincorporated part of washington county in the past five years i've just seen this explosion of growth and some of it's obviously been planned for a long time when we talk about like river terrace and the expansion of the urban growth boundary um i have a big concern too of just as you see more folks moving from portland out towards this planning in a way that doesn't you know doesn't expand inequities so there's a lot on your plate i know so thank you for you know the work you you do and i'm um, congratulations and you know as part of the community i'm just you know rooting for you and supporting you and i really appreciate you coming on the podcast thank you thank you so much for having me and i promise to be a great commissioner and a great leader in not only just washington county but through oregon and you know make change happen and be a voice for uh, for the people yeah thank you Nafisa. thank you the PDX Executive Podcast is a production of ThatCast, a Portland, Oregon podcast agency that partners with brands to create custom podcasts. You can learn more at thatcast.com. And please take a moment to subscribe and rate the podcast as well. 